Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 5, beginning in verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable, you do not know them. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one, lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner, and you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed, and say, How I have hated instruction, and my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, and running water from your own well? Should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breasts satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin." He shall die for lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Friends, today I'd like to take a closer look at verses 8 through 10, and Proverbs 5, verses 8 through 10, tell us this. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest You give your honor to others, and your years to the cruel one, lest aliens be filled with your wealth, and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. 
Friends, we'll take a closer look at those three verses prior to closing today. But what I would like to do right now is continue in our study of the book of Job. Today we'll be looking at chapter 39, and 39 is one of my favorite chapters. Here we look at different types of animals that God has created. So I will read the entire passage And then I will bring up three points that I'd like for you to consider. This is chapter 39, beginning in verse 1. Do you know the time when the wild mountain goats bear young? Or can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they bear young? They bow down. They bring forth their young, they deliver their offspring, their young ones are healthy, they grow strong with grain, they depart and do not return to them. Friends, the first point I would like for you to consider is that God makes his sun shine on the evil and on the good. And I am reading out of the Nelson Study Bible, and I would like to go over the commentary of chapter 39 for verses 1 through 4. God, who provides the prey for the predators, also takes care of that prey, which includes the mountain goats and deer. By taking care of them in their most vulnerable moment of giving birth, The Lord provides for order and balance in nature. And friends, as I was reading this chapter today, I couldn't help but notice the difference in all the different animals that are found in this chapter. And I make the analogy that just like all the animals are different, all of the people on earth are different as well. When you look at people, there are so many different types of people. You can categorize people by sex. We have male and we have female. We have young and we have old. We have different races, so you can categorize people by the color of their skin. You also have different sex or different traditions from people in different countries. Everywhere you go, people have their own traditions and customs. And if you ever go on vacation, we need to adapt because a lot of things that we might find here in America may not be available when you go to different countries. But what I'd like to do is to go over Matthew's Gospel And this is the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to be reading from chapter 5. And I'd like to go over verses 43 through 48. And this is entitled, Love Your Enemies. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, 
for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And in this gospel, Matthew, who himself was a tax collector, and I've always found that interesting because he refers to himself. And in that time, when he was a tax collector, they were among the most despised people on earth because they exploited people. Usually the tax collectors would work for the Roman government. And what they would do is collect taxes, and a lot of times they could charge any amount that they wanted to. And usually they ended up keeping quite a bit of that tax money for themselves. And that is why they were so readily rejected by the majority of the population. Let's go to verse 5. Who set the wild donkey free? Who loosed the bonds of the onager, whose home I have made the wilderness, and the barren land his dwelling? He scorns the tumult of the city. He does not heed the shouts of the driver. The range of the mountains is his pasture, and he searches after every green thing. Will the wild ox be willing to serve you? Will he bed by your manger? Can you bind the wild ox in the furrow with ropes? Or will he plow the valleys behind you? Will you trust him because his strength is great? Or will you leave your labor to him? Will you trust him to bring home your grain and gather it to your threshing floor? Friends, the second point I'd like to bring up today is that some animals aren't meant to be tamed. Now, in wildlife, when I think of all of the animals, some can be tamed and others are not meant to be tamed. And one of these is the oxen. Now, the oxen are very, very strong. They're usually quite a bit bigger than cows. And a lot of times they yoke the oxen together and they would help create fields. And, you know, they would plow fields and do this. But you have to be a special person in order to tame these oxen. They're not going to readily give in to what you tell them to do. They have to be trained and so many animals have to do that. And yet there are so many animals that are not meant to be tamed in the animal kingdom. Let's go to verse 13. The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are her wings and pinions like the kindly storks? For she leaves her eggs on the ground and warms them in the dust. 
she forgets that a foot may crush them, or that a wild beast may break them. She treats her young harshly, as though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain without concern, because God deprived her of wisdom and did not endow her with understanding. When she lifts herself on high, she scorns the horse and its rider. And the third point I'd like to bring up today is some animals have wisdom and some don't. And here I'm going to make the analogy between animals and people as well. And there are many people in our world that do not have wisdom. The ostrich in the animal kingdom doesn't have wisdom. They really don't care about their young at all. And when you look at some animals, nothing could be better than the example that they set for their young ones. They stay with their young ones, in some cases, two or three years. And they nurture them, and they bring them up, and they are a good example for some of the way we can treat our kids. But some animals simply don't even care about their young ones. Let's go to verse 19. Have you given the horse strength? Have you clothed his neck with thunder? Can you frighten him like a locust? His majestic snorting strikes terror. He paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He gallops into the clash of arms. He mocks at fear and is not frightened, nor does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him, the glittering spear and javelin. He devours the distance with fierceness and rage, nor does he come to a halt because the trumpet has sounded. At the blast of the trumpet, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, the thunder of captains and shouting. And friends, usually when you think of horses, you think of battles. Now, if you go back over the history of the world, in the major battles, usually there were horses present. They do not have fear to enter into battles. And many times the horses are killed and the riders will have to fall down to the ground. But if you can take out the horses, it makes the odds higher that you will defeat the enemy. Let's close with verses 26 through 30. Does the hawk fly by your wisdom? and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high? On the rock it dwells and resides, on the crag of the rock and the stronghold. From there it spies out the prey, its eyes observe from afar, its young ones suck up blood, And where the slain are, there it is. Now, friends, many birds are majestic. When you think of the hawk and you think of the eagle, 
and you think of them soaring in the sky. I find it amazing, and what I like about this chapter is we've talked about the mountain goat. We've talked about the wild donkey. We've talked about oxen that need to be tamed. We've talked about the largest bird in the world, the ostrich, which can reach speeds of up to 40 miles per hour. We talked about the strength of the horse, and then we talked about birds and flying in the sky. So I looked up a few animals just to give you an idea of the speed that some of these animals run, and the cheetah, which is the fastest animal in the world, can go 50 to 80 miles per hour on ground. It says the ostrich can reach speeds up to 43 miles an hour, and his cousin, the emu, can go 31 miles an hour. The lion can reach speeds of 46 miles an hour. And when I think of that, that's a little bit scary because those guys, you would not want them running after you. I was a little bit surprised at the speed of a camel. And when you think of camels in like the Sahara Desert and where there's no grass and it's just sand, they can reach speeds of up to 40 miles per hour. But if you really want speed, you have to go to birds of the air. Now the bald eagle goes, can fly when it's diving for prey. It can go 75 to 100 miles an hour. And the fastest eagle is the golden eagle who can dive and look for prey at 150 to 200 miles per hour. But the fastest is the peregrine falcon, which can reach speeds up to 240 miles per hour. Just want you to think about that for a moment. Before we close, let's go back to our three verses of the day, Proverbs 5, verses 8 through 10, and it says, Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. And here we are talking about prostitutes or women of ill repute, people who are trying to get you off of your game and trying to entice you and lure you into their lair. Let's go to verse 9. Lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one. Here we're talking about if you are found out with a prostitute. Many times your life may be ruined forever, especially if you are a person who is well known in the community. It can really have an effect on how people view you. Or if you are a married man, then you will have issues with your wife. Let's close with verse 10. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. Friends, there are some things. I'd like to read the commentary for verses 8 through 10. It says, The Bible teaches elsewhere that temptation in general is unavoidable. 
but some temptations should be avoided at all costs. A wise son knows this and will not go near an immoral woman. The Apostle Paul's instruction to Timothy to flee youthful lusts teaches the same thing. Involvement with such sin dishonors and consumes all who fall into it. Friends, my call to action today, I'd like for you to think about the different animals that I talked about today. And I want you to make the analogy with people. Think about the variety of people that you get along with, people that are your friends. And remember how different each and every one of them are. And when you're with certain people, you'll talk about certain things, some things we talk about, some things we avoid talking about, depending on the way they feel and think. And some people are like us in many ways, and some people aren't like us at all. And you have to act a little bit differently around them. You don't want to offend them with certain things that you say. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner and have need of a Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God. You came to earth and died on a cross for me. By doing that, all of my sins have been forgiven. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. Please join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.